Hey everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open an ice cold cherry coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the new release films of the week. This week we watched Aquafina play an animated dragon in the Disney Plus original film, Raya and the Last Dragon. You're a pretty big animated dragon movie guy, right? <laughs> that's a very specific thing. Uh, I mean, I like the How to, How to Train Your Dragon movies, if that's what you're talking about. I would go so far to say that you, you absolutely love those movies, because I just remember back in the day, I hadn't seen them, and you were just like obsessed with not only the soundtrack, but you, just, you love that little dragon. Toothless? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Sure. No, okay. you you should be a little more excited because I feel you're like you're the kid who would have had like a stuffed toothless if you're a little bit younger. Maybe posters all over your bedroom, maybe wallpaper or something. I just remember the first one coming out in 2010, and people were like, "Ah, oh, it's gonna you know might be a throwaway animated movie," and it ended up being like a huge surprise to like everybody's shock, and it got nominated for the Oscars, and then the How to Train Dragon two came out and three, and both were nominated for the Oscars each year. They both were like almost as good as the first. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good series. I don't good. know where you're I, going with it, but no, um, I yeah. you know I was just I was just kind of leading up to you know we're talking about animated dragons this week, and I I really had to think about it because they are in movies all the time. Like people are fucking obsessed with dragons. So, what would you say is your favorite animated dragon, Spencer? Do you think it would be Toothless? Is there animated a... dragon? Okay, so that yeah narrows yeah, yeah. it down because there's plenty of dragons in feature films and stuff, live action. Um, like real dragons that they use on film sets. It's crazy. Yeah, um, I don't know where they get them. But, but yeah. Animated dragons, Mushu from Mulan. Oh, you I would mean, go with Mushu. Okay. 100%. Eddie I mean, Mushu. Toothless is the easy answer. I mean, I think pretty much everyone will probably have Toothless as their number one pick if uh, with that specific question. But no, Mushu. Very, yeah. very funny. Voiced by Eddie Murphy. Uh, was a great addition to the Mulan and heavily missed in the live action it, version. Yeah, I was I was hoping that they would sort of weave him in, and I remember being really disappointed when I heard he wasn't going to be in the live action. It was remake, like a phoenix but... or something. Like yeah, I don't know. Like, there they, was like nods to it, or I don't, it was just they just did no. it. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked in the context of the movie. Like I'm kind of glad they didn't just try to shoehorn him in there, but you know, he was definitely missed in the film. I think for me. I haven't seen like Dragonheart and like Aragon and stuff like that. Um, let's just stuff say like those. I remember trying to read Aragon, but I was as a kid I could never get through a book. That was like a big book that was popular at the Same. time. I tried and failed. <laughs> exactly. The cover always looked cool. It was like a big dragon on the front. But for me, I was looking at like top ten lists of animated dragons, which that does exist. That's a real thing that people have created. It's it's got to be the dragon from Shrek, dude. I think that that dragon just there's so many iconic moments in. <laughs> In Shrek, like especially when it's just like walking through the castle with a chain on its neck, just like blowing fire through the place. Pretty fucking iconic. And it eats Lord Farquaad. I will have order! I will have protection! I will have Alright, nobody move. I got a dragon here and I'm not afraid to use it. I'm a donkey on the edge! 
Anyways, uh, this is Mainstream Boy Spencer. Welcome back. I'm so glad to be here with you once again on uh, right now a Monday evening, the tenth episode of 2021. What do you got there? Is that a kombucha or something? Oh, yeah, actually, all right, I was gonna say it that looks. <laughs> I've never had it, but that it's looks a like pineapple peach kombucha. Yeah. <laughs> how how is that, dude? Does it taste like vinegar? Yes, okay. it does. <laughs> but it's it's I don't know. It's an acquired taste, but I really like it. I have it's to try weird. it, dude. It's, I gotta try it. You've never had kombucha? I have no. I've been. I don't know why, but like I just haven't given it a try. I had to go get it for a couple of cinematographers that were obsessed with it, okay. and then over the time, I'm just like, oh, okay, I'll give it a shot. I'll try it, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is really good. But a lot of people don't like it. It's really strong. I, I'm, I'm just one of those people. I, I do like the taste of vinegar. Like I'll put it on like an Italian, like a little bit, but I don't know if I want to drink it. Anyways, welcome back to Mainstream Boy, the show where we do talk about the new release films of the week. We grab a big bucket of popcorn, in Spencer's case, maybe an ice cold jar of kombucha, and uh, maybe some Twizzlers. Usually when I go to the theater, yeah. I do get... No? Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I was hoping you were going to say like a Kit Kat or something. I don't know. I wasn't feeling chocolatey. I don't usually go for the chocolate candies, unless it's peanut M&Ms. Or no, peanut butter M&Ms, not the peanut M&Ms. Big difference there. But I'm gonna say Twizzlers this week because I do I do like shoving Twizzlers, Twizzlers in my mouth at the movie theater. Uh, one of my most recent memories was probably during uh, Crawl. I was just eating Twizzlers throughout that entire film. That was pretty fun. Oh, I was actually thinking that, like the Family Guy. Like, have you seen Crawl? I was like, wait, you you watched that movie in theaters? No, like, I, I was wish. An old one, yeah. But, okay, no, Crawl, like Crawl, the yeah. alligator movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I know what you're for talking some reason about. I have a memory of me eating Twizzlers throughout that entire film. I was thinking I was more focused on the Twizzlers, to be honest. All right, why don't we get right into it? Uh, this week we did watch Raya in the Last Dragon. My name is Raya. Our lands have been at war for as long as we can remember. Our people never see eye to eye. My daughter, I believe our people can come together again, but someone has to take the first step. Now, in order to restore peace, we must find the last dragon. I wish to join this fellowship of butt kickery. Let's go. Anyway, Spencer, yeah, Ray of the Last Dragon. Um, I really knew nothing about this film other than, hey, it's coming out on Disney+. Plus. Never heard of it. Uh, it's a new property. Um, it is rated PG. It's an hour and 47 minutes long, and I do believe it's on Disney+. Plus. You had to pay $30. So we did that, right? We shared that $30 charge. Here's my it. thing. Here's my thing with the Disney Premier Access $30 charge. Okay. Totally get it. I understand we're in a pandemic. It's in it's a way to access new release movies with a high budget. They need to make their money back. It's fantastic. Here's my pitch to Disney Plus that they're not going to listen. I'm listening. Course, I'm going to listen. You can listen. And anyone else, you know, let me know if this is a good idea. If we got to pay the $30 one-time charge and like yeah, you get to keep it on Disney Plus or I mean it becomes available to the public on Disney Plus to paying subscribers in like a couple of months anyways. But if we're paying the Premier Access $30 charge, send us the fucking Blu-ray when it comes out in a couple months. Like, have it just be sent to your address, you know? Even if it, you can choose DVD, Blu-ray, and if it's like, I'll even pay like 40 bucks. If you actually got like a, a confirmation to get, copy, you'll, yeah. you'll get a physical copy as well with this purchase. I'm like, I would 100% pretty much buy a lot of the Premier Accesses because I probably would have gotten this one and I would be so happy to have this Blu-ray or 4K whenever it comes out. I think they would have uh, to charge with, like, you know, way Black more though that. because like you got to think about it like in a in a big box office like area in a highly populated area people are spending $12, $15 a ticket to see this. At an, at an... Give me that option to like if you're going to pay the ridiculous price because it's easy to go in with people and split it. Yeah. You have the Disney Plus account. It's fine and that makes it more affordable but like you know 
have some physical media because it comes out anyways. And then, you know, you have to pay $30 again to buy it and own it. The um, fact that they have an entire know. streaming service means they're moving away from physical media. So I don't know if that's even 100%. a close possibility. But I totally I just, second I that. just want it. 7.7 on IMDb and 95% critical rating, which honestly surprised me quite a bit. That's pretty high, but it is Disney once again. So Long ago, in the fantasy world of Kamandra, humans and dragons live together in harmony. However, when sinister monsters known as the Droon threaten the land, the dragon sacrificed himself to save humanity. Now, 500 years later, those same monsters have returned, and it's up to the lone warrior to track down the last dragon and stop the Droon for good. That is more information than I knew going into this. Yeah, that's what I learned during the exposition part of the film, honestly. The, like, five or six minutes is like, this is what's fucking happening. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, This is directed by Don Hall, Carlos Lopez, Estrada. Those are two separate names. Uh, it's, It basically has, it's an animated movie, so there's a bunch of co-directors and stuff. Most of which have been involved in movies like Frozen, Big Hero 6, Moana. And the Big Hero 6 TV show. This this movie does have a pretty solid voice cast. Actually, 99% of people in the voice cast were all uh, Asian American actors or Asian. Um, except for the guy the guy who voiced the armadillo, who didn't say anything, but his name is Alan Tudak. He's the yeah, uh, wait, he's the rooster in Moana. He is in um, okay, so but he has he's done Disney a lot of voice animated. acting in these types of exactly. films. So yeah, he's in like pretty much all of the Disney ones, like Frozen. <laughs> I think he's a, a character as well. Yeah, yeah, he's like smaller characters, but the the I had to look through his filmography. I'm like, I know that guy's face. Where have I seen him before? It's uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Remember? Oh shit. Okay, yeah, that is one. I but the one I found that I was like, oh yeah, he's he's the guy that's like heckling Chadwick Boseman in 42, like that's saying these awful things to him on the field when he's like up to bat and he's just there's like a he? 10 minute scene of him just getting heckled. Oh man, he's also K2SO and Rogue One. He is. So yeah, all you know, pretty much everybody involved has been in, you know, Disney movies, you know, voice acting and stuff like that. Um, Aquafina's in this movie, Spencer from Crazy Rich Asians. Aquafina, not the water, the person. But yeah, anyways, let's just get right into the movie, Spencer. You know what? We're like almost twenty minutes in. Let's just start talking about the fucking movie here. I'm gonna let you kind of kind of lead things off here. What were your thoughts going into this movie? Were you excited? Like, was it you know, Ray of the Last Dragon? You love dragons. I... <laughs> <laughs> If you're putting words in my mouth, yeah, sure. But um, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely didn't know a whole lot going into this movie, other than it was just a big, you know, new Disney movie, new Disney animated films, Disney Studios that did the, you know, Zootopia, Tangled, Frozen, and not outside of Pixar and that kind of stuff. Um, so I was curious to check it out. I heard that it was kind of more of an action film. I actually really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was very entertaining. It was just badass. Like, there was so many badass moments in the film. Like, she was an awesome character. Uh, she just gave no shits. I really enjoyed the whole lore to the whole universe of, like, the dragons and all that kind of stuff. And um, the people. I don't know. It was stupid. I hated it. Whoa. What? Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on a second. That just like what the hell? Okay, that just like a one eighty. I really liked it. I really liked it. Okay, I'm with you. yeah, no, I'm kind of with you, man. I I think it's Disney. It it's really hard for them to like make me hate a movie. They might go with like a similar formula almost every single time. They have like the Disney princess. They have the cute animal sidekick, like the the freaking armadillo or the rooster or Olaf the snowman or something like that. But it really just works, and I, and I will agree. I think the female protagonist, Rhea, 
She is really awesome in this movie. She's a total badass. She doesn't trust anybody after what's happened. And I can really just, I can kind of resonate with that character. I freaking, dude, I love the sword that she had. That was freaking badass. It was yeah, like a grapple sword. That yeah, was dude. Dope. It was like an accordion or like a slinky or something. It was just like, I don't know who thought of that, but that's freaking awesome. I ended up uh, really liking this movie, although it is it is just it's a similar similar to a lot of other Disney concepts, but it follows the exact same tropes we've seen from Disney in their animated films. Like there's a blueprint, there's a structure, and it checks off all of the boxes. I mean, like you got the the dying parent in the beginning of the film. <laughs> you yes, have the you dying know, job, the dying uh, job, yeah. funny sidekicks that are like you know cute and goofy, and obviously like you know strong. Uh, messages like human messages like trust issues and all that kind of stuff dude it's like the first 20 minutes of every disney movie is like hey okay here's the main character here's the cute sidekick and the parents are dead here you go let's get into it (laughs) yeah it's like and also uh, that actually pissed me off a little bit when because like like it's no surprise it's a disney movie the parents like a parent or somebody's gonna die it's like bambi or whatever he could have jumped off that bridge like i was thinking that too yeah like he easily could have both jumped off but what it's not it wasn't even that bad of a fall first of all he's like i was just like all right for the sake of the story you're gonna do this but you easily could have just like both jump off that bridge. he did also <laughs> maybe have the excuse of like he was he was wounded and stuff and just didn't have like you know maybe the the energy or maybe the strength to carry on and no he, maybe he could have risked his life and died if he had tried to jump off but no he sacrificed it, like, it's weird that it, it preserved them like so perfectly that was so it's mine as well like oh well like, i'm not dead so i could just you know, turn to stone for a couple hundred years and come back to life, which is interesting. But uh, you roll with it. And that's the thing. I like that this movie didn't go for just the cheap humor that a lot of these movies do go for. I mean, it is earned humor, but the movie kind of centers more on just being an action film. Like it felt like an Indiana Jones or like Mandalorian type story. Yeah. Where it just seemed like there was an adventure, there was a quest, and she was on it, and she just gave no shits from anybody. She was willing to literally beat up anybody or just, like, con her way through anything. So I really liked her character. I think she was the the best part of the film. Aquafina, she's great, yeah. but, like, I just, <laughs> she got, I don't know. It was a little bit too much of her doing her usual sh- shtick, but as, like, a Disney character and then dragon, but... It got like a little annoying, but I still, you know, warmed up to her character and ended up liking her overall. Yeah, honestly, when it comes to Aquafina, like I really do like her. I think she's really entertaining, and everything I've seen so, her in, I'm like, okay, yeah, she might be like the quirky, weird sidekick person, but like she's really good. Um, at first with this movie, I was a little bit annoyed because I just didn't expect this mystical dragon to just be like, oh hey, what's up, like. <laughs> <laughs> like and this, so in tune this, yeah this like weird dragon that's pop culture and i don't know it was weird yeah it was kind of weird but like it, it works it, again it is a kid's movie you have to kind of look past it and i think it does kind of balance out with raya's character who is very serious and you know takes no shits is really badass and there were some other annoying characters like that little that little baby that just like that was a choice that the filmmakers made <laughs> and they were like this is gonna piss people off or people are gonna really like it I actually thought it was pretty funny that <laughs> just this like random baby, this con artist baby with her monkeys. It's so random; it makes no sense, but it was actually like kind of funny. Like that was the humor that I did enjoy from the movie. It's like it actually does make it, sense in the context exactly of the movie, dude. Because like it, you know how like people's families are torn apart because like theoretically her parents like turned to stone, so she's by herself, so she's got to make ends meet with these monkeys and steal shit. So it does make sure. sense, actually. <laughs> it's like there is context to it, but it was weird yeah. as fuck at the same time. <laughs> but 
while being like very intelligent without speaking a word of english but yeah sure. no that in, that scene pissed me off because i'm like okay she's on a mission and this baby and these freaking monkeys just screwed everything up but that scene was badass with her just like running through the city and stuff it was super cinematic the animation looked and that's really the cool. one thing is the animation is stunning on in this film like the the visuals are amazing and it looks fantastic and that's why i was like Damn, I really wish I could get sent like the Blu-ray or 4K. No, of this dude. Because I would 100% easily add this to my collection because it was, it looks amazing. On it, it literally looked amazing. They have the best technology for animated films these days. It's awesome. And they all do look the same. Like all the characters have like kind of the same ways of moving around. All the eyes, the facial expressions look the same, and all yeah, of these like, films. all the humans basically look the same. Yeah, yeah. but it, it looks Moana, like stuff, yeah. it's just something you come to expect with Disney movies, and it's like, I watch these movies, and I'm like, yeah, that looks great. Yet again, I'm not even surprised. But, and I think even the color pal- palette in this movie, they used a lot of just, like, very vibrant colors and stuff like that. They had a, a bunch of shots with, like, in, with the sunset behind these characters on, like, horses or whatever. Like, it really just yeah. genuinely looked beautiful it gave me like western and samurai vibes like at times yeah 100%. Uh, like western in terms of the desert and then samurai because of her character um and the score too was awesome james newton howard who's a legend as a composer but the score also speaking of mandalorian has like same similar music cues that the mandalorian has and i noticed that i'm like did oh, they really? take inspiration okay. probably or, i don't know is this is i don't know it sounded a little similar but uh, it, it was awesome. It definitely worked for the film. I just really like that this is like just a super badass action movie. It really is. kind of came out of nowhere. I guess it, it doesn't go for this like frozen romance, like la-di-da type stuff, which is still a great, it's a great movie. But this is just, it's wildly different. It's more like its own thing, which I really liked. It still is at its roots like a princess movie. Like, I think she is a oh, princess. Sure. She is a princess, like, right, Rhea? The blueprint is there, 100%, yeah. Yeah, and and it does take from, like, every single, not only, like, action movie trope, but, like, Disney trope. Like, they have to collect these five pieces to create the gem. It's basically like finding the damn Infinity yeah. Stones to make this MacGuffin uh, gem to basically bring the world back together or whatever. So it was the tone that I just really appreciated from it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's kind of got Mulan vibes to it a little bit, but there were no musical numbers in this movie as well, right? Yeah. There were no musical <laughs> numbers, mean, so it's not a musical. I don't think so. And I hope the, not, because that would have taken me right out of the film. Yeah, and, and I think it works without them. But yeah, I, you know, the movie, it's uh, it's really good. Like, honestly, came as quite a surprise to me, I think. I, I really didn't expect it, because it was, again, like a new property. I'm like, okay, direct-to-DVD, technically. It just doesn't have the same vibe as, like, leading up seeing the trailers going to see it in theaters but i think i really would have liked to see this in theaters it would have been a a solid theater experience with the score the visuals just the whole story the action scenes would have been a good time i was gonna ask i mean theaters are like all open is this playing in theaters and yeah i mean there's theater exclusives now coming out uh here on out uh each week i think um like chaos walking was one of them uh last week that was like the kickoff because new york theaters just reopened uh last week and new york and california like the two biggest markets for film so that was huge so more theaters have opened up seeing that new york opened because all of a sudden theaters around me have reopened uh and they Wait, have really? chaos walking they have chaos walking tom and jerry uh ray and the last dragon it's still like like two show times a day but um, I've noticed that, yeah, theaters are open at 25% capacity, I, I guess, each showtime. I don't know what exactly the rules are. I'm sure it's different. It's the uh, same situation here. I'm actually looking around. Two show, about two, two showtimes a day. Actually, tomorrow, since it's 
Oh, they actually have a lot of showtime starting tomorrow for at least Raya and uh, Chaos Walking. So, and they're trying. I, <laughs> I think Cherry is even playing a Tom Holland film that comes out on Apple this week, but it came out in theaters last week. So, like, they're doing theater exclusives. At, uh, so, if you can go and see them safely, I guess you you do have the option to. And like I said, I'm. I think we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but like, I am going to see Kong vs. Godzilla in IMAX. I don't care. I I'm going to see it. If I get COVID, so be it. It needs to be a theater or a movie watched in the movie theater. IMAX IMAX especially. It's just like I can't disservice the movie and watch it on my iPhone. I can't do it. It's not gonna happen. It's very <laughs> weird that Godzilla vs. Kong is debuting on HBO Max. It's, I know it just seems so, so incredibly strange. wrong. It really does. But we did watch Wonder Woman, and I feel like it definitely hindered the experience at least a little bit. So what would you what would you give Ray and the Last Dragon overall? spencer uh this is honestly one of my favorites of the whole walt disney animated studios um productions i mean looking at their list of other films this has got to be up towards the top um so i'm gonna go four out of five because i definitely want to rewatch it i want to see it again um so yeah this is actually one of my favorites it's just a huge surprise i just didn't have like really any expectations for it and I ended up having a great time on a Saturday night. Just yeah, sure, this, is, this is a fun, badass female-led action film. Like, and it was Walt Disney Studios animated. It's awesome. Yeah, I I expected nothing less from this movie. I think just going into it, I just because it's like I'd never heard of it. I it's you're not seeing movies these days. There's just not the same lead up to like seeing Frozen or Zootopia or something like that. So like I just didn't expect yeah, this movie to. Yeah, exactly. there's no hype. It's just like, oh, yeah, this movie's coming out of Disney+, Plus. you can pay to see it. I'm like, okay. So it's just not the same feeling that you would normally get from seeing Disney movies, but it is really good. It does follow the same tropes, but, like, there's badass characters. It's a really, really fun film that does have some very solid Disney-esque messages uh, that I think a lot of people could learn from work together or the entire world is going to be rid of human beings it's definitely a lot of fun i'm going to give it a three and a half out of five i think it definitely does deserve a rewatch but for the most part i really really found myself uh enjoying this film so i would 100 percent check it out maybe wait till it's not 30 dollars on disney plus or just you know find a way of seeing it maybe go see it in theaters but yeah that is ray of the last dragon uh glad we could check that out this week pretty mainstream film spencer that does fit uh the mainstream boy guideline it's probably the most mainstream film we've had so far in 2021 we've had some big movies but this is tom and jerry by far like the biggest one tom and jerry i think is the reason why theaters are reopening because the movie's made almost 60 million dollars serious wow okay it's it is the um most profitable film since the pandemic oh that makes me want to actually throw up in my mouth uh that's disgusting and yeah it's so weird that tom and jerry got the fucking the treatment last week because it actually did decently rain the last dragon does it. it's like okay maybe we can repeat and do do business that's crazy I think it came in third no like it didn't do well this movie did not do well in the box office and i think it maybe is like maybe because tom and jerry was so like such a known ip and it was familiar so that's why people went and saw it or like i feel like maybe word of return mouth. so quickly Ma- i don't know maybe word of mouth this will actually pick up and they'll make some money in theaters which would be awesome yeah who knows maybe this will kind of kickstart the industry to start releasing at least big movies like this in theaters more often because I want to go back. I miss it. I really fucking do. But it's interesting that Tom and Jerry did so well in a bo- in the box office last weekend when it was also simultaneously debuting on HBO Max for free. Yeah, and it is. Movie that is very strange. Didn't honestly. do well 
and you had to pay for it for Disney Plus on top of your Disney Plus subscription. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's interesting. I think people are just more interested to check out stuff that they're familiar with at the moment. Really like probably when Black Tom Widow Jerry, comes out, I'm like, sure that'll do great. Oh, Tom man. and Jerry's been known since the 40s. But so who cares? I mean, it's generational. <laughs> but who cares? <laughs> and exactly. It's parents like, oh, kids, guess what? Theaters are open. We have something to go do again. Um, but, I, I'm sure. Yeah, I guess people might be more cautious with stuff like an unknown film like Raya, The Last Dragon. I don't Who knows? Just imagine how much this show would evolve if we could actually talk about movies that we saw in theaters. It would be like an entirely different experience. We could talk about box office. Like it would be like schmoes, man. It'd be fun. <laughs> I'd be actually really into that. But yeah, uh, next week we do have a couple movies coming out on VOD. Uh, the first of which is Tom Holland's Cherry. Uh, do you know anything about that movie at all? Or It's Tom Holland who was like a student and then he gets in a relationship then he loses the relationship goes to war becomes a bank robber becomes a heroin addict blah 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 holy shit okay that's quite the character it's directed by the russo brothers who did avengers endgame infinity war that that kind of stuff all right uh yeah there is a few other movies coming out but i think next week is mainly going to be focused on cherry with tom holland probably just going to be cherry yeah Yeah, i think i don't think i'm gonna watch yesterday on netflix yeah (laughs) i'm not gonna i i wrote them down we could watch victoria justice and the vod uh release of trust probably not gonna happen uh but the week after we do have the snyder cut which we were just talking about that's the one i'm actually really looking forward to checking out talking about um but that is gonna do it for this week's edition of mainstream boy thank you guys so much for uh trucking along with us we really appreciate it um if you do really like the show follow us on instagram that's where you can stay up to date with everything those movie dudes and uh go ahead and go over to apple Podcasts, spotify podbean wherever you do listen to your podcast and leave us a review it would really help out the show a uh, tremendous amount and tell your friends really appreciate that spencer we do have some other shows that uh i feel like we should mention if you want to uh yeah sure if you guys want to Watch the films that we're going to be talking about this Saturday, March 13th. Uh, they're all available on HBO Max. You can watch Margaret, Superman, the original film from 1978, and also Wings of Desire. Uh, they're all available on HBO Max if you have a subscription, so you can check those movies out and come back for our discussion this Saturday, March 13th, those Movie Dudes podcast feed. Dang, thank you, Spencer, so much. Thank you for joining me. Uh, enjoy your sweatshirt. Enjoy your kombucha, and I will see you next Monday. Toodles from Mainstream Boy. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. New episodes release every Monday, and you can stay up to date with everything Those Movie Dudes by following us on Instagram. 